This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. happened last night anti-government protesters were raided the Sri Lankan military led this crackdown and they were in riot gear carrying assault rifles the military entered the protest site by force they tore down the camp set up by protesters A new Prime Minister took oath of office in Colombo today, but the swearing-in was overshadowed by this violent crackdown. More than 50 people were hurt. Many were sent to hospital. Remember, Sri Lanka is under an emergency. Its new president, Ranil Vikramasinghe, has come down hard on protesters. He's labelled them fascists. Is this the making of another violent showdown in Sri Lanka? What happens to the plans of reviving the economy? Will politics and crackdowns derail those plans? Does Ranil Vikramasinghe have a plan to get that elusive IMF bailout. The turmoil in Sri Lanka is our cover story tonight. We'll begin with what happened last night, a crackdown in the heart of Colombo. There were thousands of troops and cops. They executed a cleanup. They removed tents near two key sites with force, the presidential secretariat building and the offices of the president. Now, these are the buildings that the protesters had stormed last week. They wanted to force Gotabaya Rajapaksa to step down, and they got their wish. Gota fled the premises before the protesters came in, and then he fled the country. The former president of Sri Lanka is on the run. But the protesters were still where they were. They hadn't vacated the areas near the presidential secretariat. This is the place from where the Lankan government runs. The protesters had turned it into a museum, a thoroughfare. They did promise to hand back the buildings, and that handover was supposed to take place this afternoon, but the government chose not to wait for that. It took control by force. The protesters say they're not happy. Their protest is still on. They came towards us. We were like about five people. They came towards us and they dragged my phone and deleted the footage that I was uh, recording. And when my friend tried to sort of protect me and put his arm around me, they grabbed my friend, attacked him, beat him up, and then took him away. They didn't arrest him. They were keeping him somewhere uh, somewhere in a building. So this is definitely not what we want. Ranil Vikramasinghe is not the democratic leader that he's trying to show to the world. They're angry with this man, the new president, Ranil Vikramasinghe. He ordered the crackdown. After taking oath as president, he's trying to take back control. One of his first actions was to declare an emergency. Sri Lanka's armed forces and police have sweeping powers now. They can arrest and detain citizens without charge, and that's never a good thing anywhere in the world. Vikramasinghe's next act was to name a prime minister. He picked his old schoolmate for the job, Dinesh Gunavardhana. He is considered to be a stalwart in Sri Lankan politics. 
He served as an education and foreign minister. He was home minister in the Rajapaksa government. He held three more portfolios, public administration, provincial councils and local governments. Gunavardhana will keep these portfolios in addition to serving as prime minister. Who else is in Vikramasinghe's cabinet? More or less the old lot. As Prime Minister Vikramasinghe had the additional charge of the Finance Ministry, he will keep that portfolio. Plus, he has inherited the Defence portfolio. Now remember, as President, Gotabaya Rajapaksa controlled the Defence Ministry. Now Vikramasinghe is President, so he's got it. And he hasn't appointed a new Defence Minister, which means for the time being, he will control this ministry. And look at the sharp turn of events in Sri Lanka. Just a few days back, Vikramasinghe was an embattled leader. Angry protesters had set his home on fire. He'd even promised to resign as Prime Minister. Today, he's Sri Lanka's most powerful leader, President, Finance Minister and Defence Minister. Vikramasinghe has the most important portfolios. Guess who else is back in government? Ali Sabri. He is the new Foreign Minister. You may remember him. Sabri was a reluctant finance minister under Gotabaya Rajapaksa. He took up the job and then resigned a day later. He was considered to be close to the Rajapaksas. He will now serve under Ranil Vikramasinghe. So this isn't really an all-party government. It's mostly the old government, but the opposition is not complaining. They're promising constructive support to Vikramasinghe. So for now, the new Sri Lankan government looks stable. Their next task, their more difficult task, is that of stabilizing their country. The first priority will be a bailout from the IMF. The government will have to revive dialogue. India has assured full support in this. India said it will stand by the people of Sri Lanka. But what about China? Well, Beijing is proving to be the biggest roadblock for Vikramasinghe. And I'll explain why I say this. The IMF has imposed a precondition for a bailout. Sri Lanka needs to restructure its debt with every lender. The loan period needs to be extended. Colombo's financial commitments need to be made more sustainable. Only then will the IMF bail Sri Lanka out. And China is a big obstacle in the process. Because no one really knows how much money Sri Lanka owes to China. Officially, China accounts for only 10% of Sri Lanka's total debt. Reports say this is just government-to-government -government debt, meaning what Colombo has to pay directly to Beijing, 10 billion. But Sri Lanka has also taken loans from Chinese financial institutions. And it has to restructure all these loans too. How much are these loans worth? Nobody has the exact figure. Sri Lankan economists have offered a broad estimate. They believe the value of Chinese loans is double that of the official numbers. The Chinese debt accounts for 20% of Sri Lanka's total debt. Will China restructure all these loans? Beijing has been less than willing to help out Colombo during this crisis. For months, Sri Lanka has been requesting a credit line from China. Colombo has access to a $1.5 billion credit line with China, but it cannot use that money because it doesn't have any cash in its reserves. In contrast, India has been a reliable partner for Sri Lanka. Since January, India has extended a series of credit lines. It has given Sri Lanka financial assistance worth more than $3.5 billion. But China has refused to help out Sri Lanka in any way. Today, it congratulated Ranil Vikramasinghe. The Chinese Foreign Ministry sent a message to Colombo. It said, China wants to renew a dialogue with Sri Lanka. Will this translate into tangible assistance? It's safe to say that Sri Lankans don't have high expectations this time.